You're listening to a Glasgow Women's Library podcast. This is part of our 21 Revolutions programme, celebrating two decades of changing minds at Glasgow Women's Library. For more information on the library, our 21 Revolutions programme, or any of our other work, visit our website at womenslibrary.org.uk. I'm Jen Hadfield, I'm a poet and sometimes artist, and I do a little bit of supply work at some of Shetland schools. One of the library staff was um, both very encouraging and very enthusiastic about putting together a secret mystery book parcel to send up to me in Shetland. Um, and we had a little conversation about what kind of uh, books I might get a kick out of. Um, and I think I sent her an email saying something like, I was um, really into foraging for wild food, which I am. Um, and I love ceramics and I'm quite interested in... Um, women in science. Uh, so I threw out a few possible areas of research, but I wasn't quite sure what I'd light upon. And then the quite heavy, quite exciting book parcel arrived one day, um, and there was a really interesting array of books in there from a fantastic book talking about women's inventions um, from, now let me think, was it the 18th century, something like that, up to the contemporary day, and there were lots of amazingly varied contraptions that women had dreamt up there. Um, there was a few books of um, travellers' tales and memoirs of um, travelling communities and life in travelling communities, uh, which I really enjoyed. Um, and there was this fantastic hippie kind of book from, I can't remember what year, it's from the 70s, um, by Alicia Bay Laurel, um, all about how to live in the world, how to live on the earth. And it's all um, it's all handwriting, um, and there's lots of amazing diagrams and incredibly useful information about, um, well, how to build your own stove out of a trash can and how to bake bread in um, old, um, you know, baked beans cans, effectively, how to build a kiln, and how to repel all kinds of household pests. Um, and this is a thing that really rang a bell with me. Um, I have a, a grandmother in Canada who's lived in a variety of quite rural places, and also in the less rural places in Canada, you've still got just quite a lot more creatures making themselves at home in your house. As with many women of that generation, she's a feeling that if you have mice or rats, then you're somehow fundamentally morally dirty or... Um, it's some kind of a moral judgment on you if you have mice, um, according to her. So I wanted to write something that tapped into that creepiness and, um, you know, the the pragmatics of how to get rid of mice, um, but also tapping in a little bit to that moral anxiety about it. I ended up really broadening out into all kinds of other pests. Some of them, some of the, the bits in my piece are... Um, referring to a pest that I haven't really consolidated in my mind. It's something scary and disease-carrying, and it's probably got a lot of legs. Um, so I quite enjoyed that, and I had quite a lot to say about that, so I wrote three pieces, um, and they're all quite kind of choppy-changey, and hopefully there's a sense of, um, I don't know, it's like confusion in the piece, I hope. Infestation, a memoir of pests, plus two dubious but complementary theories of the universe, gratis. Breathing very carefully through my mouth, I baited and set the little line of traps. 
We laid a votive dish of something sweet in every room. Crunchy or smooth, it doesn't matter. In the basement we found a rotting salmon. They love compost, burst drains, wet clothes, the colour blue. My God, they were just everywhere, a cloud so thick you could cut a door in it, in your ears and up around your ankles, something biblical, a nest at the bottom of the sleeping bag, another in the underwear drawer. I pulled the Afghan blanket over my head and sweated out the night. I heard them tap dancing under the floor. It was right there on the mantelpiece, next to the Japanese Buddha, big enough to sting through corduroy. I don't know who was more surprised. That squatting brute puffed up with blood. Of course, they carry fever under their hood. This old deer in her nightie, weaving a frying pan over her head. Stalemate. Then I ate up the nuts myself, starting at the door. When I got to the fireplace, I chose the poker. It hung on by the skin of its teeth. Fell back in my lap, sought a chill. While I damn near died, I screamed blue murder. It had given something up, a bogle or its spores. Everything was sticky, the handles, the floors. Cats all shaking their tacky paws. You get down here this minute, John Robertson, I said. I've got a bone to pick with you. My latest half-baked theory is that each squashed fly must open a fly-shaped instability in the universe, a vacuum that necessarily pulls another into existence, a buzzing knot yanked through the lining of your concentration. From the window above the desk, I pass a fly into the custody of the warm, bright wind and fog, and its instantaneous replacement fat as a hedgehog, struggles from the vortex, mired in pollen, to drop onto the centre spread of this hippie book, brailing the page with jazz hands. It rubs its wrists together, a yoke and rain falling. It chafes a fore and a middle leg. Juvenile gulls like broken crocs throwing back their crashed spouts and arched handles to sick up laughter. Broken pumps wheezing above dry wells. Gulls like pitchers of stale water on every lum. A prophetic alert. A moral judgment. Canticling the passing of the essicert. Preserving the continuum. Thank you for downloading this free 21 Revolutions Glasgow Women's Library podcast. To find out more about 21 Revolutions visit our website at womenslibrary.org.uk. There you can find out about the 21 women writers and the 21 women artists who have produced limited edition artworks available to buy from the library while stocks last. You can also find out more about what we do, why we are special and how you can support us. It's all online at womenslibrary.org.uk.